Hello, how is everyone? I hope you've all had a good week. Uh, and yes, I'm I'm back again two weeks in a row. Like I promised, we're getting back to back to normal with this show now. So today I want to start by talking about something that do you know what? I don't know if anyone else is noticing it. It's time. I just want to start talking about time. We're already in February. It literally feels like maybe 10 minutes ago it was Christmas. And we're already a full month into the new year. It's unbelievable. I know I was always told as, as you get older, time goes quicker and whatever else. Quicker, this isn't quicker. This is like literally just rocket powered. Like, it's just flying. <laughs> I cannot believe it. Um, I mean, to that end, sitting thinking about what we're going to do in the summer. Because actually, it kind of needs planning. It needs thinking about. Because, yeah, I'm, it's just going to get here very, very, very quickly. You know, already sitting and thinking about cutting the grass for the first time of the year. I'm, I, it just never really feels like it comes around this quick normally. Uh, yeah, so it, it's been a bit rapid. Uh, I don't know if anyone else has felt that. By all means... Chuck me a message and let me know if you have, because honestly, wow, just wow. <laughs> I just had to start with, with that kind of comment because, yeah, uh, I, I mean, time, time just seems non-existent. And you know what? I'm going to say that for me, time has, has been one of those things where it's flown more so since COVID. It really is. It's more so since COVID and... Days felt at that point like they were 24 hours long. Now, 24 minutes long. Literally wake up. Oh, look, it's bedtime again. It just makes no sense. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. But, you know, it is what it is. As I say, I'm obviously getting older. By all means, anyone, please tell me I'm not. I'd quite gratefully not get older, but there you go. Uh, anyway, the first real thing I want to talk about on the show this week is something really positive, really positive. Um, now, anyone that follows me on social media will, certainly on the social media that um, begins with the letter T and another letter T, I don't think I can actually say the names of them on here, uh, but there you go. A few like-minded MSs came together after I put a bit of a shout out for uh, UK and European MSs to come together once a week and just have a conversation about MS and our lives with the condition. Now, I'll be honest with you, the, the response I got from a lot of people was so, so good. There's so many people that were were interested in having that conversation and, and whatever else. And the only fair way we could really do it in terms of choosing people was those that, that got in touch first because there was such a big amount. I mean, you can only have six people sitting in on a, uh, a live conversation anyway. And I wanted to keep it between four and five people just so it wasn't an overload and... Should we want to, some weeks we can have people come on for interviews and things. 
Well, the week just gone, Wednesday, um, we actually had our first sit-down conversation. And it was fantastic. It really was such a good uh, event. It was probably online for about an hour and a half. Uh, we had quite a few hundred, hundreds of people come through. I'm going to be fair, hundreds of people. And obviously the show was enjoyed because uh, all in all, it was about 25,000 likes, I think, we'd, we'd been given. And we just come together. We, we'd worked out plans of what we wanted to talk about. And on top of that, we was taking questions from people as well. And the questions were very, very good, uh, very much related to topic. And we was able to to get our thoughts out a little bit to, to try and support other people um, that have got MS, that may be struggling with different bits and pieces. Now, the one thing I will always say, and I always have said right from day one, is that for me, I won't give medical advice and I won't go too deeply into the the medical aspects um, of the condition. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a doctor. And I, again, something I've said very regularly, I'm just a random fella that got diagnosed with a chronic illness that talks about that chronic illness. Now, one of the main things we, we talked about on the show is something I talked about on a podcast last week was the the BBC News article about the origins of MS. So I'm not going to go into that at all. Um, I did that last week. But we also kind of introduced ourselves and how our diagnosis come about uh, and how we how we are with the condition. And lastly, we started talking about MS support groups. Which again, for a first show, I think was a really wise idea, a very, very good idea to to sort of point people in the direction of support groups, ways and means they can get help with the condition and uh, whatever else. Because again, you know, with regards to a, uh, any any chronic illness, and I will say any chronic illness, support is key. Support is absolute key. Because when you're having uh, an issue that you've never had before as much as you need the backing of a good medical team you also need to be able to talk to people that actually have got a bit of an idea what you're going through and that's where support groups come in really handy and it's not just support groups I will say it's social media uh, depending on the social media and depending on the person you're talking to, the support can be absolutely pivotal, absolutely pivotal in getting yourself to a point where you're understanding what's going on, why it's going on, and what to think about it. And again, with MS, it's such an individual condition, it really is. It's, it's a condition that, uh, one, of, one of the names for it is the snowflake disease. Because no two people are the same snowflakes. No two snowflakes are the same. So, pointing people to support groups is absolutely a, a great thing. And again, for me personally, one of the biggest ones for me is the MS Society. Uh, I do whatever I can to try and help out. 
raise money, that sort of thing, because the support they offer is is absolutely is, is again necessary. Um, and there's no there's no hidden agenda or anything with them. When you phone up and speak to a member of staff at the MS Society, they just want to help. Uh, they just want to give you some support and try and make you leave the phone call having an idea on feeling a bit better about things. So again, that's a big one for me. There is also other support groups on social medias. Um, and again, some of the best ones actually are uh, social, the, the, the ones where you... It's a closed group. That's the wording I'm looking for. It's a closed group. So anyone outside the group can't actually see what you're saying and what's been said to you. And that is, again, very, very, very good. Um, because you can say what you like to people that understand what's going on. Uh, and you get a better idea on everything. Um, and again, from time to time, if you need to have a rant, a lot of the groups are quite comfortable with you doing so. Because we all need to have a rant sometimes. Uh, this condition kind of forces us to from time to time. You think to yourself, why the absolute you-know-what am I going through this? So, again, having a rant from time to time, it, it's good, it's needed. Because let's, let's just think about the, the mental health side of it. If you're thinking things in your head and you're not able to get those thoughts out you're struggling and you're wrestling with with bad thoughts pain thoughts all that sort of stuff you need an outlet you need an outlet for those kind of con the, the, those thoughts now that outlet again for me personally Right at the start, my outlet was what I'm doing now. It's the, it was this podcast. I would come on. And at the time, it was just me talking into my mobile phone, uh, recording it as a video and posting it up. And again, for me, that was so helpful in terms of getting the thoughts out, not having those thoughts weigh heavy on me. Because when you're, you're having those kind of issues, the worst possible thing you can do is keep things to yourself. Talking about um, issues, talking about thoughts is the right way forward. And again, for me, the biggest thing, I would always point you towards, say, the MS Society, who you can talk to. Or if there's other... Um, other issues you think might be a problem, your GP. Go to your GP, get some get some support for the mental health side of things. Because again, we all know uh, you can be doing absolutely brilliant. You can be thinking such incredible thoughts and then all of a sudden, MS goes, nope, I'm going to drag you back down again. Well, do you know what? Let it try. Let it try, because we're all stronger than that. We really are. I know sometimes it doesn't feel like it, but actually we are. We've all got um, an ability to to overcome the negative. 
that's the way I like to look at that is an, an ability to overcome the negative because with regards to the, the, the negative, a condition like MS, it wants you to, to think badly because if you think badly, it's, it's going to win. It's going to take hold of you. Now, don't get me wrong under no stretch. Am I saying that the power of thought can, dispose of a condition like like multiple sclerosis i'm never going to say that because it's totally inaccurate and wrong um but it can help you try and try and fight away the bad days uh in terms of mentally physically nothing we can do nothing we can do at all but mentally if we just try and push through a little bit more it it can help not going to help everyone i get that but it might help some. Now, coming away from from that side of it, I want to I want to make mention of what 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 I'm seeing um, for myself because I'm I'm going to be totally honest. Of late, I, I've noticed that. Um, Things haven't been necessarily good and easy. And I know I, I did mention this in, in the previous podcast. But it does definitely seem as though I'm, I'm having to take a bit more time over things. Like like now, I'm, I'm sat here talking. And I'm noticing that I've got something in my head I want to say. But I say something before and it's gone. It, it's forgotten. Which is really frustrating. But if I just take an extra second or so, I'm able to to regather my thought process and we can we can get there. And as regards to that, again, this past week, uh, I've had a a meeting. Anyone that's been with me for a long time will know that uh, I was helping out with a couple of studies, uh, local universities and the cognitive study that I'm helping with, I had my last meeting with them online uh, this past week and I was doing some tests and things and some of the tests, I'll be honest with you, are really difficult, really, really difficult. For instance, I'll be sat and the the, the person I'm talking to will say words to me uh, for a good minute or so loads of different words and I've got to try and remember what each of those words says (laughs) and it really is not easy at all Uh, on top of that telling me a story and I've got to try and memorize the story and recount the story back to them yeah I'm going to be honest with you it was difficult I I really did struggle Um, but since I've come off my initial painkillers, uh, which, again, I'm, I'm going to name them, and I've done it previously, was gabapentin. Since I've come off those, I've noticed my short-term memory has improved ever so slightly. It's not massive, it's not huge at all, but it has improved ever so slightly. Now, that is something I'm pleased about. You know, when your GP says to you, You've got short-term memory issues because of MS. I'm now going to give you some painkillers. You're going to take them. 
And it, it took time, like I say, 15 months, 15 months I was on these painkillers. And uh, it got to a point, like I, and again, I've mentioned it, so I don't want to go too deep into it. But it got to a point whereby I'm, I'm sat in, in my living room and just feeling like I'm not there. Uh, so it was a case of come off those painkillers because the GP confirmed those painkillers do also cause short-term memory issues. I'm going to say it. I wasn't going to. I'm going to say it. That is so counterintuitive, in my opinion. If you know somebody's got a condition that can cause cognitive short-term memory issues, don't give them painkillers that potentially can make that worse. Now, I get it. Those painkillers are, are designed to help with that type of condition and those type of nerve pains. There's got to be something better. Because honestly, again, I'll use the terms counterintuitive. You're not, you, you're doing something that you know potentially could make an already difficult situation slightly worse. Use your mind a little bit in terms of the mental health aspect of it for a, a, a GP or whoever else, because again, there's there's other things out there. There's got to be other things out. There. There's got to be other ways of doing this sort of stuff. It's it's not all based on take that one tablet. That tablet's amazing. It's going to cure all your all your pains. No, we know that's not the case. We just know that's not the case. Um. But yeah, I mean, so there's, there's that kind of thought. And what, what I have to say, doing the sort of testing I was doing uh, in, in that, that meeting, I did notice actually my short-term memory had improved ever so slightly. And again, keywords there, ever so slightly. It was not perfect. <laughs> it was far from perfect. Um, you know, trying to recount a story and I'm sort of thinking to myself, what what was said then? What was, you know, wow. And it was only when uh, memory recall effectively kicked in, uh, when the tester would say a word back to me and say, oh, was, was this word said? It would click in my brain. Yeah, actually that word was said or no, that one wasn't. So in terms of recall, it, it was coming, it was getting there. It was getting there, and, and it was helpful. It was genuinely, genuinely helpful. Um, and, and, and do you know what? I don't want to, to keep this episode seeming negative, because actually, I'm going to be fair. I am in such a positive headspace. I really am, uh, in, in a massive, massive way. Um, I, I want to sort of flip it around now to some of the other things that, that I'm I'm doing and I'm trying to get get done the gaming aspect of what i'm doing and again i, I it's, it's been talked about previously but i need to say it sitting down playing a computer game and uploading videos uh to to youtube and i'm seeing growth real growth on that channel which is one of the reasons why i separated the channels so the podcast now has its own separate channel. It doesn't go on to the same as the gaming. Because that way I can see where the differences lie. Um, what I can also do is it separates those that want to see the gaming content 
from those that want to see this kind of content. And again, it's going to be difficult to to grow the new channel and whatever else. I, I fully understand that, you know, to, to get this channel to, to where my now gaming channel is. It's going to take many, many months, if not a couple of years. I'll, I'll be totally fair. It really is. But it's worth it. It's worth it because then everyone knows where to go for the right kind of content for them. And again, it's something that I actually really enjoy doing. I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy it. You know, learning to edit and everything else, it comes with time. It does come with time. But again, even with this show, I'm sort of editing it and whatever else now. I kind of enjoy it. I'm going to be honest, I, I do kind of enjoy it. It's a, I've seen it as a bit of a challenge at times. Because, again, my, my level of knowledge uh, of technical stuff is so minor, it's unreal. It really is poor. Um, but I'm getting there. I am getting there. And one of the things I can do now is... I'm going to start streaming games, live streaming. Because I did try doing that, but the internet we had at the time was absolutely atrocious. Honestly, it was awful. Um, but I have now changed service providers. So I'm kind of hoping, because their speed is a lot quicker now. It's a lot quicker. Um, so I'm kind of hoping that that's going to have a bit of a, a positive impact on that type of thing. Because, again, coming back to the sort of things that you can do um, kind of to try and stick two fingers up to a condition like MS, you know, it took the ability to go out to work away from me. We all know that at this point. It took that ability away. Um, so I'm learning new ways. And one of the ways that actually I look at as a job is the streaming side of it. Um, you know, I'm really cracking back on with writing the columns for MS News today. Uh, I've, I've just turned in another column today. I'm not, not going to talk about what that column was based on because, again, that needs to be released and everything else first. But it's things like that that, that I'm doing, I'm looking at doing, that are positive it gives me something to aim for. And again, I'm at a point now where I'm coming out to my studio more often to keep myself ticking over. Because as I said in the last podcast, after New Year, around New Year and just after, things had become very difficult for me in a, a mental aspect because I was feeling very low, very down, um, about not working. Again, it, it sort of circles its way back round to multiple sclerosis, taking things away. And in my personal thought, let it take away what it wants to take because I'm going to take back. I am going to take back. You know, this condition will have its day. It will do what it needs to do. So will I. I literally will do what I need to do also to be myself, to be happy and to show my family that actually, as evil as the condition is, I'm still a good person. I'm still the person I've always always been. And I'm actually proud to be who I am. 
that that's my thought on that. In the second part of the show today, I'm going to talk. Um, going to talk about my letter I had the other day from uh, my MS team about treatment. Let's discuss. All right, so let's now discuss the treatment. Um, so for myself, I'm on ocrelizumab, uh, ocrevus. And in terms of that, it's an infusion treatment, which means I go to hospital once every six months. And I'm in there for around six hours, give or take. Uh, there is an option at some point in the future, if my body can handle it, it can be done a bit quicker. Uh, I believe some people, it's like four hours. For me personally, I have had issues uh, whereby I've had a bit of a reaction to it. So sort of part way through, I've been getting sort of a rash on the top of my head. Uh, and it's they have to slow the, the drip down so that the rash goes away. Which is, again, that's a, I don't mind that. You know, if it's six hours, it's once every six months. Who cares? <laughs> you really don't make a difference uh, as long as the treatment is helping. Uh, when I went for my first half a bag of treatment, because with Ocrevus, what you do is your first lot of treatment is done in two. So you have half a bag of your treatment and then 15 days later you have your next half a bag. And then it goes to six monthly, you, you, ha you have your full, your full treatments. When I had that first lot, they gave me a, a booklet that explains how the treatment works. Uh, this booklet they've given me is for primary progressive. Again, that is what I'm told my, uh, my MS is. Um, so what I'm going to do, because I want to get the information correct, I've got the booklet with me and I'm going to... I'm not going to read exactly what it's saying, but I'm going to give you an idea on, on what it's telling us about the treatment itself. So as it's saying here, uh, it is a disease modifying treatment, uh, which means it's aiming to slow down the progression and try and to an extent bring MS under control. It's never going to control it to too much of an extent, but it's it's aiming to slow things down. Um, basically what it's doing is it is trying to stop the B cells. It's targeting your B cells because you've got the B and T. Now combined, what they're supposed to do is they're supposed to fight off infection. With MS, what they're actually doing is they're mistakenly attacking your own nervous system. And they're stripping away the myelin, which is the fatty tissue on the nerve. So it's aiming to inhibit the B, to, uh, the B cells ever so slightly. Because the T cells themselves, they don't actually... Alone, they don't cause much damage. When they're linked with a B cell, they do. Uh, that, that's where the issue arises. So it's aiming to kind of limit the B cells ability to, to cause the damage that, that they're causing. Um, so again, I'm not reading from this. I, I'm just getting my, my facts right before I relay, relay them. Um, and 
as it's saying here, it removes the B cells. Not all of them, but it's going to remove some of them, which is going to lessen the impact of them trying to team up with the T cells and, and go after that, that yummy myelin that they think tastes so nice. Don't taste nice. Go McDonald's. Wherever. Go go anywhere. Get yourself something to eat that's not part of my central nervous system. That would be pretty awesome. But, <laughs> yeah, I, I, one of the things I've got to say, I had to make that joke. It was just rude not to. Um, one of the things with regards to that, by removing the B cells, it does leave people uh, that, that are on that particular treatment open to infection because you've not got your B cells there helping your T cells attack infection. So not only is it helpful in terms of trying to slow the progression of the disease down, it can also make things a little bit more difficult in terms of um, other illnesses kicking in. Again, that's part and parcel of it. You know, you can't win everything. That That's just a fact. You can't win everything. But again, if the treatment is going to help and it's going to stop, it's going to slow the progression to the point where you're able to, to live a more comfortable life. In my opinion, it's, it's worth it. It's worth it. Some don't agree, and that's fine. For me personally, I, I do... Um, I'm grateful for the fact that I'm on the treatment. I'll be totally honest. Uh, right. So I'm just going to go through the, the little book here and, and bits and pieces that um, that come up. I, I'm going to mention because, again, it is very, very handy to know this kind of information. It really, really is. As it's saying here is 12 hours before your ocrevus treatment, not to take blood pressure tablets. That does make sense. I'm not on any, any blood pressure chat tablets, so that's okay. Um, and again, there's other things that they do previous to, to you starting your treatment and before each new treatment is they will check you for certain infections, things like hepatitis, just to ensure that you are clear of that. Because again, if you have an infection like that, it can be made a lot worse by having your immune system lowered with ocrelizumab treatment. So again, that is a real good thing. For me personally, I've got my blood tests coming up. Uh, they are, I think it's about 10 days before the treatment is about the optimum time to, to get the blood test done to understand where you are uh, and if it's safe for the treatment to go ahead. Also, it's advising things like if you've got a fever, cold, cough, anything like that, let your team know so that your treatment can be put back a little bit. Because once again, if you've got those kind of issues, you don't want to be um, lowering your immune system when you've already got a problem going on. That It just wouldn't make any sense, would it? Let's be totally honest. Now... It's also given some really good advice, actually, about on the day of the infusion. Now, for me personally, there's bits and pieces I do. On the day of infusion, take some bits with you. Because 
one, you're going to want stuff to eat. That's just a fact. You're going to want drinks because staying hydrated when you're on that kind of treatment as well is very, very, very important. Uh, it's really it's something necessary. I'm going to be fair. You, you need to do it. Entertainment. Because, again, for me, if I'm sat there for six hours, I don't really want to just be sat there looking at a wall. I want something to do. Now, for me, I take my laptop and I'll blog on my website, mikesmsjourney.com, about how the treatment's going. Because, again, I think it's quite important for, for people to, to be able to read that and understand what is actually going on on the day of treatment, how I'm feeling and whatever else. Because, again, somebody that's, say, new and said, oh, I've got my first treatment coming up. If they can read what somebody else is going through on the day of treatment, that might help them to to stay calm. Because, again, it is quite a scary thing. Let's be totally honest. It is quite a scary thing because, again, as it says there, you're lowering your immune system. <laughs> you're literally lowering your immune system. So you need to understand every aspect of it. On top of that, Play games on my phone. You know, I've got my phone in my hand as well. I'll play games on my phone. I'm quite lucky because the room that I go into for my treatment, uh, I have others there who are normally, it's normally Tosabri, which is another uh, MS treatment. And we'll sit and chat. I've got my MS nurse there. I'll be chatting to the nurse. I'll be chatting to, to other MSs. And it's good fun. For something that's such a serious thing to go through, it can, it can actually be quite good fun. It can be um, just nice to talk to people that understand what's going on. And we don't just talk MS, we talk all sorts of stuff. It's honestly, it, it helps. You know, if we can get each other through it, it's worthwhile. Um, it, it really is. So, again, take some food with you, take some drinks with you. Take some entertainment with you because you're going to need it. You really are. I mean, even if you want to get your head down and go to sleep, you can. But I can't imagine you're going to be able to do that all the way through your treatment. Um, you're going to want to to have stuff there that you find fun, you find entertaining. It's worth doing. <laughs> it's just worth doing. Uh, and I am right in what I'm saying in terms of 15 days between uh, your two half bags at the start. I've just looked at that. Um, but again, some of the things that, that will happen on the day, um, you will have your pre-medications put through your system, which is things like antihistamine, uh, which again, I should hopefully help. Now, Going on the basis of antihistamine, what I will say, in the three or four days after, take antihistamine. Because again, it, it can be quite handy um, to give you give your body that ability to sort of fight back a little bit. Because again, even in a couple of days after, there is a potential that you can suffer rashes and bits and pieces like that. So if you're taking antihistamine, it can help. But yeah, on the day, they will put that through your system anyway. 
then once that's gone through you, that's when they'll start putting uh, the actual medication, the, the infusion through your system. Once the infusion itself is done, they'll flush your system out. Uh, and give me a second. I'm just uh, just going to check what that is. I'm, I'm pretty confident I already know. Yeah, basically, it's like a saline solution that goes through your system. Um, so I think, again, I wanted to be, be certain on that. And again, it's just to flush you through. And after that, they just they monitor you for a bit just to make sure everything is OK. And then it's discharge. Which is the good bit it means you get to go home. Now, one of the things that can happen uh, in the days following your treatment is you can give me a second. I'm just turning the heating off because I'm sat here and I've got the heating below me. And honestly, it's burning my legs right now. Um, but yeah, one of the things that uh, that can happen is excess fatigue, tiredness, all that sort of stuff um, in, in the days following. And again, I've had that whereby, I mean, I'd, I'd be honest with you, a couple of days after, I mean, I just wanted to sleep solidly. Uh, that was after my first fall bag. I just wanted to sleep. So I did. I relaxed. Um, I was calm, chilled, and spent time just doing what I felt was necessary, which very much was R&R. &R. Because, again, sometimes you need to do that. You just have to do that. Uh, and again, as it's saying here in the afters, skin reactions, throat irritation and pain, shortness of breath, uh, breath, breath, shortness of breath, <laughs> uh, flushing, which again, I have, did have that after the first half bag. My face was very, very red for a day or so. It did go. It did go. Uh, things like fevers, I've said that, headaches, dizziness, feeling a bit Tom and Dick, sick, uh, and fast heartbeat. Again, it's all stuff that is known, but should it become too much of an issue, any of that, immediately seek medical attention. Uh, that's the biggest thing that I can tell you. If you're concerned at all, always, always, always get medical help. That's just the way it needs to be. I'm going to be honest that you have to. Now, again... For me, going on Ocrevus, I, I did find that quite daunting. Quite daunting. And even now, I mean, I'm sat here thinking, in a month's time, just over a month actually, just over a month's time, my immune system's going to get its head kicked in again. Well, you know, if, if it means everything slows down MS-wise, you know what, I'll take that. I'll take that. It's a bit frightening. It's a bit scary. But do you know what? It, it, it's necessary. It's necessary. Treatment is something that's quite big. Now, again, I mean, this this is a different section of the show. I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I don't tend to sort of go into things too much unless I can prove what I'm saying. And as I say, I've got the book with me to ensure that what I'm saying is accurate. And I'm not wording it exactly as the book does, but the wording is as good as what the book is saying. Um, so I'm just, I'm just ensuring that, uh, 
the correct information is being given because again that's a big thing it's a big thing making sure the information is correct now i'm going to end the show there today and i will be back again next week and what i will say i know this show may not have seemed overly positive do you know what it, it actually is it, it really is it's, it's something that i wanted to talk about you know i wanted to talk about the fact that some of us MSs on certain social media have come together to try and talk about our um, our lives with the condition. On top of that, I will say some of our American friends are also doing a show very similar, and it is fantastic. Very, very, very good. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll be fair, that's the reason we wanted to do ours, because then you've got the two different time zones uh, both having access to uh, like-minded people. That's probably the best way I can put it. But yeah, I'm very proud of what we're doing. Very proud of it. The next episode of that will be on Wednesday. And as I say, it is live. And we are getting used to it ourselves. But very, very positive reviews come back from it. Really, really positive. So by all means nip across to the social media that has got the same name as what a watch does because watches they sort of as you listen to them they go tick tock and that you know so pop across pop across come and come and have a listen in see if we can maybe answer some questions for you or or just help maybe we can put a smile on your face i, I don't know we'll try our best and again i wanted to talk about the treatment aspect because again that's coming up for me now and strangely enough, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you all have a good week. I thoroughly enjoyed recording this episode, I'm going to be honest. And I will speak to you all again in a week's time. Speak soon, friends. Bye-bye.